Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show, the show where we talk to people in the independent wrestling world and other close-by worlds and so much more. Uh, I am a video producer here in Pittsburgh for the International Wrestling Cartel and the Reggae Wrestling Alliance, and we do uh, IndieWrestling.us and a few other interesting documentaries and projects around pro wrestling. With me is my associate. He is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling. And the voice of some other things, too, that we'll hopefully get on later in the show. He is Eamon Payton out of Dallas, Texas, joining us. Hello, Sorgatron. Very excited to be talking to you about independent wrestling. Yes. Uh, uh, in, in audio form, uh, I don't have video uh, this week for, for technical reasons. However, you get to still see my smiling face next to... Who is that, Sorg? I don't know anymore, and you're do the audio listeners, so we're moving on. Uh, yeah, Indie Mayhem yeah. Show, you can check us out at, at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can subscribe to the Indie Mayhem Show and all the rest of our shows on... <laughs> he, Sorry. He did not mute that. On <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play Podcasts, and of course video versions of the Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook page, as well as the YouTube page, and of course streaming the main show every Tuesday, 10 p.m., at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Uh, very excited for this week's guest. We have the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, joining us. He uh, was recently became the Super Indie champion in June at, uh, at, at Super Indie, the tournament, uh, taking on Jonathan Gresham, uh, who also won, I believe, uh, con- uh, CZW's recent tournament at the time. And a rematch. And, and recently new uh, CZW heavyweight champion. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I saw that come up over the weekend here. And also uh, just did an amazing nearly 30-minute match with uh, International Wrestling Cartel at Caged Fury that, that surprised us and surprised our tape changers, too, uh, for our videographers as well. But uh, mm-hmm. looking forward, uh, here's our conversation with him. All right, guys, on the line right now, he is the walking weapon. He is Josh Alexander uh, on the line. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Good to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We've been trying to line this up for a couple months here, and uh, I'm glad we got to sit down and, uh, and chat with you here tonight. So uh, let's get into, uh, we do a little bit of get to know thing on, uh, get to know you thing here on the show uh, to start off. So tell me, uh, you know, being into wrestling as deep as you are, being a wrestler, uh, what was kind of your first memory of pro wrestling? My first first memory was my mom brought home a magazine that had Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mike Tyson on the front with Shawn Michaels. And that was leading up to WrestleMania 14. Mm-hmm. And it was just because I was a kid that lived in the country. Didn't have, I didn't have cable, satellite. I didn't have any TV, really. I had three channels. And in Canada, none of those channels had wrestling on them. So I didn't even know what wrestling was. Uh, apparently, I'd watch it when I was really a lot younger, like Macho Man and all that stuff. But I just I had no memory of it. So that magazine would be my first memory that I do remember. And then from then, I uh, I remember I saw Saturday night, uh, WCW Saturday night, something like Viano number five against K-Quick or something like <laughs> <laughs> something that will be on Saturday night. And uh, it was like my first introduction to wrestling, and I was hooked ever since. So obviously, guys, that influenced you, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I got I got really deep into WCW. I was a huge WCW fan after that. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like the guys I picked because I uh, I actually could get TNT, 
so I could see nitro and stuff like that. I could never see raw for some reason. So I was, uh, I'm a diehard Eddie Guerrero fan through and through since before I was a wrestler. And then after I became a wrestler, I became an even bigger fan. That's awesome. So how did you uh, take the step from, uh, you know, being a fan of the wrestling, you know, uh, getting whatever you could uh, where you were to, to kind of deciding you wanted to actually get into the ring and do this thing? Well, I, uh, like most people these days that are professional wrestlers, I, uh, I wrestled with my friends on uh, mattresses and trampolines and in backyards and whenever we could when I was in high school because we were all the crazy wrestling fans. And then I went to university and I had no idea that independent wrestling even existed never heard of a show, never seen anything advertised. And I just used the power of Google in 2005 when I got to university, when the internet started blowing up like that. And there was a GeoCities website describing some independent wrestling and I went to check it out and found a school and that was it. That's awesome. So how was that experience? You know, what was kind of your perception of, of what Josh Alexander was going to be coming out of a wrestling school like that? Uh, well, originally I was not Josh Alexander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was, uh, yeah, I was Jay Phoenix, which was spelled F-E-N-I-X <laughs> because I had heard that there was another Jay Phoenix spelled properly. And then, uh, like the image for me was nothing. I never, I never thought I would get out of training. I never thought I would be good enough to be on a show when I started training. I just thought it was something cool that I could do because I've always wanted, I just wanted to get in a ring. I wanted to feel ropes. I wanted to know what it was like to fall and take a bump, stuff like that. And like, there was never any, I'm going to be WWE champion one day dream or anything like that. It was just, I was thankful to be able to get in a ring and train. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't have that, that Cinderella story where everybody dreams of, one day tagging up with this guy and winning this. I, I set goals certainly after I started achieving certain things because I had my first match three weeks after I got to this wrestling school. But uh, at the beginning, I had no goals whatsoever. I was just, just happy to be able to like touch ring ropes and see what it felt like to get whipped into a corner like Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, so I, I first experienced you at uh, AIW's Absolution last year where I believe you were uh, the AIW uh, uh, champion there. At the time, uh-huh. and 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 I've learned so much about you just from listening to commentary of Joe Nebrowski and your two matches with uh, IWC so far. Um, and it sounds like you have a, a pretty incredible story. I, I, I see that you actually had an issue with a neck injury that put you out on the shelf for for a good bit there. Can you, can you uh, tell us a little bit about that and what it was like to return from that? Um, well, I had injured my neck the first time. And I got neck surgery without telling anybody because at the time I was working a lot of ring of honor shows and I was kind of on the cusp of being able to get a contract there and being Canadian a contract. There would mean a visa and a visa would mean wrestling more in America. And then it's just the next step. Right. So I kind of had this neck surgery that I needed because I had broken my neck and didn't tell anybody and came back to wrestling after four weeks, which obviously doctors did not advise. And, uh, it seemed to go well. I got to PWG. My neck was fine, um, even though I didn't give it the proper time to heal. And then about eight months after that, I re-injured my neck. And they had told me at the time, the doctors had said that uh, it was a far more severe injury than the first one and that I would never be able to wrestle again if I wanted to be able to walk and do things in 10 years. So I, I retired. Like I, I did this whole thing. I ended up retiring it was a week after that absolution where you were first introduced to me 
And I woke up from surgery and this time there's no neck brace on. They had done a surgery. They went into my neck because there's a bandage on me, but there's no neck brace. There was no neck pain. I could move my neck completely side to side all around. I was very confused. So uh, my surgeon walks in the room the next day and I'm like, hey man, what's going on? Like, I'm not in a neck brace. Did you guys do the surgery? Like, what, what did you find? He's like, yeah, we went in. And, uh, I guess you didn't let it heal properly after the first one. And there was some like material that was left in there. And uh, we just had to clean it up, but it showed up on the MRI looking like it was something else. So it wasn't nearly as severe as we thought it was going to be. So, you know, you, you skated through thin on this one. I was like, oh, awesome. And then I really thought about it. I was like, I just retired from wrestling and I didn't have to. And, oh, my God. So I took the proper almost a year to heal after that, about 10 months. And I returned this past May. And ever since then, things have been great. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I know going into, uh, you, obviously, the Super Indie Tournament uh, that I got to see, uh, you had, of course, you know, doing the, the production on that. And, of course, the uh, the, the, the famous uh, JT Lightning Tournament, you're a winner of both of those coming right out of the gate. Yeah, and okay, I, I like tournaments because I, I like not being able to, like, speak to my opponent very much before I go out. I like to be able to just kind of see how it's going and make it up as we go. I, I think the best matches come from like both your backs being pushed up against the wall and having the pressure turned up like that. So the JT Lightning Invitational, same thing. You have to do several matches in one night. And it obviously means something to win these tournaments because on the independent wrestling fan spectrum, they're pretty high. Like the guy that wins this is kind of going to be the guy. And coming back from my next surgery, in all honesty, I felt like I had something to prove. I had a chip on my shoulder because I had people telling me that I wasn't going to be able to wrestle the same. I had people doubting that I would be healthy enough to wrestle the same way I used to. That made me so popular. So I, there was no better platform than the GT Learning Invitational and the Super Indie to do that. That's awesome. That's some great stuff. And, of course, a, a return battle with uh, uh, Jonathan Gresham um, at Cage Fury, that which you guys surprised us because we were expecting, uh, okay, it might be like a 15-minute match. And then you kept going. And then you kept going. <laughs> and then you kept going. I know to the point where I, we were, unfortunately, we're still on tapes for our video production, which we're hoping to change soon. But uh, we're like, oh, oh okay, we, get, we need a spot to change tapes. Oh, okay, okay, this is getting awkward. Okay, we might have a problem here. I hope we catch the end of this match. <laughs> Uh, it, it sounds well, like little, go ahead no no a little behind the scenes uh, thing on that match we when we put together we put it together like a 12 minute match mm-hmm. we weren't expecting to go more than 12 to 15 at all and when we went out there just Jonathan Grisham to me is he's one of the top five wrestlers I've ever been in the ring with and he's just someone that I I know I gel with he's one of my best opponents and uh yeah, we just felt something started going, and once the crowd started going with it, we kept going. And that's like the freedom that we were given at IWC, so it was great. It's one of those those great things on, on my side, beyond the other side of the camera, or editing this thing afterwards, especially if we're there in person, to see like something special kind of kind of come up. And uh, and I've seen you know I've seen timeline draws where it looked like both guys were completely winded and and it just like maybe we shouldn't have done a draw at this point you know uh, with, with, with people's skill levels but this was just other than you know worrying about our technical side it was just uh, geez kind of don't end at this point with <laughs> the way you guys went it out at it and of course uh, Jonathan Gresham uh, going to Super Indie was uh, the winner of I can't remember CZW's tournament. Uh, that they That's have the every, 
best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a pretty, a pretty uh, impressive thing. And then, you know, the kind of awesome, awesome matches that we're seeing uh, happen in, in that, in that, uh, in that group. So, um, from there, uh, okay. So of course, you're currently the Super Indie Champion. Uh, you were uh, previously AIW, PWG. You've been you've been kind of all over the place here. Um, so, like, you know, coming out other than those two tournaments, where else have you been popping up? Um, primarily a Alpha One Wrestling in uh, Canada. That's my home. That's pretty much the solo spot I wrestle for in Canada now. Um, I wrestled likes of Ethan Page. Uh, Matt Riddle on their last show. Uh, I had a really good match. My very first match back, in fact, from retirement was against Heidi Loveless. And it was one, it's the best match I've had since I returned, I think. That's awesome. And, uh, like, it's just a lot of good things going on at Alpha One. And then AAW in Chicago is kind of, it's kind of always been my American home. Like, and they've been treating me really well. And now that I have IWC, it's completely different. But, uh, AEW, I've had really good matches. They put me in the ring with Tommaso Ciampa, then uh, Silas Young. I was in. I had a match with uh, Moose Congo Kong and uh, Matt Cross last show, and tomorrow I have a show with them against Drew Gulak. So they're putting on some pretty big shows right now. I'm just happy to be a part of them. It's awesome. Um, and one thing, I, I, a lot of people, again, unless you're on the commentary, uh, uh, listening, these, these things being explained, you're a complex individual, apparently. <laughs> Me? Yes, you. Uh, okay. between, between the story we just talked about and everything. So, so again, seeing your first time at, at AIW last year, I noticed the headgear, and I was like, oh, okay, this is some kind of amateur wrestling thing, right? Uh, but it turns yeah. out you, you actually, like, the headgear is actually functional for you out there, right? Yeah. Like, well, okay. My very first JT Lightning Invitational tournament, I think it was 2011 or 12 or 12, probably. Uh, I had gone in, I had a little bit of cauliflower ear, slight. And I actually, in my first match against ACH, I suffered an infigury straight to my ear. And my ear blew up to the size of uh, a hardball, if anybody knows, from just regular baseball. That's how big my ear was. And uh, I had to go to the hospital, they had to cut my ear all the way in half, all the way around, scrape out everything, pin it to the side of my head, and then I went back and I wrestled in the second round of JT Lighting Invitational. And then it swelled up again, obviously, and I had to go get it all done again when I got back to Canada. And they told me if it happens again, there's a good chance that the swelling can go on the inside of my ear, my ear canal, and I will lose all the hearing in that ear. Jeez. Because as a result of that injury, I obviously lost a little bit of hearing, but... Yeah, so I returned to wrestling two weeks after that, and that was against doctor's orders yet again because wrestlers are dumb, mainly me, and I decided to get headgear to protect myself in the interim, and it was just something that stuck and kind of became my thing, so it's never gone anywhere since. Awesome. Uh, We actually do have a question from the live chat room over at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. And uh, our boy Tragar, he's been doing some great uh, blogs about a lot of the indie wrestling here in the area and everything. And he says, Josh, I think that Desmond Xavier deserves a rematch. What say you give him one by the end of the year? Uh, I'm presuming it's re- I think you guys met in Super Indie. Is that right? Yeah, we met in the first round of the Super Indie. Right, right. Um, and if it were up to me, I'd give him a rematch every single show. Because <laughs> I think he's probably one of the guys that's going to blow up the most in the next year or two. And he's super talented, and I thought he was really good, and I would love to do that again. 
he is definitely he's impressed me uh, uh, a couple of times we've seen him in an IWC immensely, and he's a name that keeps popping up on those highlights every week when you look back at the Indies too. Uh, so definitely got to look out for. So awesome. Well, uh, so tell me uh, uh, what are you uh, watching out for now? What are you watching for inspiration? What are you watching for entertainment as far as wrestling goes? Or is there anybody else there you're looking out for? Um, I watch a lot of, uh, like, if I want to just watch wrestling and fanboy out, I watch New Japan Wrestling a lot. Uh, I just think everything they put out is amazing. I am a huge fan of Nakamura, NXT, New Japan, anywhere. And lately I've been watching the CWC. I think uh, Gargano and Ciampa against the Revival is one of the best matches I've seen in a long, long time on TV or anywhere. And like that's just kind of the stuff I watch, man. Like seeing Cedric Alexander wrestle Biff Music on in a WWE ring, and I just watched that last night. Like it's surreal to me, and it's just awesome to see guys I know doing so well, right? Right. So that's kind of the stuff I watch for inspiration lately, and. Uh, things I have my eye on. I want to get back to PWG. I want to get back to Ring of Honor or Evolve. Uh, it's just getting the next step. You know, I, my one main goal this year, I don't care if I wrestle on any of those companies per se, like by this time, but uh, I want to make it to WrestleCon this year. It's something I've never done, something that I would have regretted never doing if I indeed had to stay retired. So now that I have my second chance, WrestleCon is what I want to do. Awesome, awesome! Uh, it's a hell of a time, isn't it? There's a lot of opportunity out there with the with the, with the CWC and everything. And it's great to see a lot of these guys you never really thought would fit in WWE, like just doing crazy stuff out there. Yeah, I never thought I'd see Kota Ibushi doing Kota Ibushi things in a WWE <laughs> ring. <laughs> yes, like, <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's nice. It's great that they like they took the reins off and just let them be them. Right. It, it, it's nice to see Japanese wrestlers being Japanese wrestlers instead of saying "indeed." Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, awesome. Uh, and this is another question. This has been taken several different ways over over uh, the times we've done this show. Uh, but what is the best and the worst thing about indie wrestling? Hmm. Uh, the worst thing about indie wrestling is that it doesn't get the recognition it deserves. I'm not saying for like WWE because they're obviously giving a recognition now they're giving top indie guys spots. They're giving them chances all the time. I'm saying from like, uh, just people there's fans. I know, I know fans that have brought people to shows and the second they bring those people to a show, they're hooked for life, but it's the people that don't listen to their friends and don't give indie wrestling the chance because, Oh, it's not that stuff I see on TV. It's gotta be something amateur. You know what I mean? I think that's the worst part of indie wrestling. And the best part about indie wrestling is that I get to do what I never dreamed possible. And I get to do it at some of the best places in North America. And to me, I just, I'm just glad it's around. That's the best thing for me. That's awesome. And of course, uh, you're going to be, um, coming at least back in here in the Pittsburgh area for us. Uh, for I understand you're going to be at House of Hardcore on October 15th, taking on the winner of the uh, three-way this weekend for the Super Indie title. Uh, have, have, mm-hmm. you done, have you done a House of Hardcore before? I have not. I was supposed to, I believe, and then I had to get my next surgery the weekend of the show. So, okay. 
Yeah, I've never done it. It's they they run awesome shows. Tommy's amazing, and uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. No matter who the opponent is, I just saw that was announced tonight. Actually, right before you called me. Awesome, awesome, and of course, uh, Gory, Chris Larusso, and Alex Daniels. Who I think you may be familiar with Alex Daniels a bit from uh, from the Cleveland uh, run in AIW. Yeah, I wrestled him in the finals of the JT Lightning Invitational. Actually, nice, nice, nice. It'd be nice along to with see. Raymond Rowe. Oh, so I'm pretty familiar with him, uh, Chris Larusso. I've seen some good things uh, at the the IWC shows I've been to so far, and uh, Corey I've seen over the years. Actually, he's been around for like six, seven years doing good things. So, Certainly. no matter who my opponent is, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good time. So, awesome. it's going to be fun. Awesome. Uh, and so you check those out. Um, of course, HouseOfHardcore.com, IWCWrestling.com. Where can people find you online? And is there anything else coming up they should check out? Uh, I do not have Facebook because, as I said, I'm a caveman I'm trying to get off the grid, but I'm an indie wrestler, so I need Twitter. At walking underscore weapon. I have Instagram as well, but that's just pictures of my son and stuff like that. So people usually don't have to follow me there. Just Twitter for all wrestling needs and communication with me. And to see me soon this weekend, Friday, I'm at AAW in Chicago, AAWrestling.com. And Sunday, I'm at Alpha One Wrestling. Dot com for their show Matt Rats featuring Hornswoggle so it's going to be a good time <laughs> that's awesome uh, guys uh, about 10 years ago I saw a young lad named uh, Raymond Rowe walk into IWC and demand respect regardless of his Cleveland colors in a Pittsburgh ring and uh, I get the same feeling when I saw the walking weapon several months ago at Super Indie it's been awesome seeing you in here here in Pittsburgh it's awesome to know that we're going to see you a bit more here in Pittsburgh uh, everybody go check them out Thanks again, Josh, for uh, joining us there, and we're going to get into some more stuff, including a recent experience. Eamon had a new experience in independent pro wrestling, but if you guys want to get some experiences, check out Indie Wrestling. That's the schedule. Indie Wrestling.us. There it is. (laughs) Ha ha. There's Sanjay Dutt. Uh, Indie Wrestling.us is where uh, we are. uh, You can get digital downloads, of course, and some DVDs of some shows with the Renegade Wrestling Alliance International Wrestling Cartel. Uh, great shows, just like uh, uh, RWA's Aggression 2016. Sean J. Dutt taking on Shane Andrews. A tremendous match. Great night of wrestling. Um, guys like J-Rock on there. Like uh, uh, Daniel Ease is another up-and-comer. You guys got to check out some cool stuff happening in this little gymnasium in West Newton, PA. And, of course, IWC stuff, including Cage Fury, including the upcoming um, uh, Rumble in Royal Valley that strangely has a Pokemon theme, and so much more. Finding Zach Gowan, Montreal Theory, um, the award, the the the, the PWI uh, 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 four out of five rated uh, finding Zach Allen available here in digital download form. Vicious Outcast Wrestling, uh, Border City Wrestling, and uh, and so much more. Check out IndieWrestling.us. Sign up for the newsletter. Get updates. Get free shows. Get discounts over there. And some new announcements coming soon in the Around in Indies column by The Riz. And check out our talk. Uh, we didn't have a regular show last week, of course, but we did have kind of a recap of King of Trios and our experience going out there on a road trip, and that was a lot of fun. You can check that out in the podcast feed on the YouTube, or just check the link over at IndieWrestling.us. Eamon, you had a new experience. Now, you have been classically a, a wrestling announcer, commentator for Inspire yes. Pro up until this point. Um, uh, when we talked about your social media uh, kind of ventures as well around the promotion, but you had a new opportunity over this past weekend. 
I did. I, I had a really great opportunity to do some ring announcing, uh, which is uh, uh, was a great pleasure to do for a company uh, in the Arlington, Texas area called VIP Wrestling. Uh, it was a real pleasure to get to work with them. Um, uh, since moving to Dallas from San Antonio, I kind of wanted to expand my uh, uh, resume a bit more and work a couple different places. Um, kind of be a real, not a worker, but like a real worker in the business and, and you know, uh, you know, get my name out there, I guess, a bit. Um, and, and I got to ring announce uh, their Setting the Bar 3 event. It was their second year anniversary or, or, or their second anniversary, third year you know, you, you get how math works. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a new experience to say the least. Um, uh, cause we're announcing very different than commentary, uh, because you're actually in front of people and, and you're speaking to a couple hundred people. Like that's crazy to me. Um, and, and it was definitely having to get past nerves and get over it, but it, it, it was a really fun experience. Uh, uh, like I said, it was really great getting to work with the people at VIP. Uh, they were super awesome. Uh, uh, I get to I get to ring out for people like Zack Saber Jr., who you see in the photo uh, with me. Uh, uh, if you're on the video f- uh, formats, uh, but there were tons of great people on that show: uh, DJ Z, uh, Zima Ion, Sanjay Dutt, uh, Crazy Mary Dobson, who may be going to NXT soon. Um, uh, it was a really really packed, star-studded show. And and it was a real pleasure to get to you know do something that as far as ring announcing goes. That was awesome. And, and you talked about you were talking about the <laughs> end of wrestling mayhem show uh, this week uh, about your scariest experience in professional wrestling happened. Oh yeah, because once you have a couple hundred people yell at you and and not only yell but chant at you that they don't know who you are. That's kind of terrifying. Um, luckily, the crowd I think warmed to me eventually. Um, uh, I got I actually it was a really good great experience because I had a lot of like random fans come up to me during intermission or, or after the show and tell me I did a good job. Like people I know never met before, like told me you know that I did a good job and and, and that's a really cool feeling. Um, yeah, it, it was it was intimidating to say the least, um, uh, but but ultimately really fun. It was it was a really great. I don't know. When, also, what I'm doing, I think. I think my the thing I liked about it as well is when I do commentary and behind the table for like a, the the entire show, pretty much calling things and and, and all that stuff. Um, I actually got to you know spend some time in in the back as well. It was really cool just seeing a bunch of people like huddled around a monitor, just like watching the matches happen as as you know as they're going on. Um, that was a really interesting experience. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really really fun and and and. Um, Something I would definitely love to do again. I, I kind of, I, I, I definitely want to expand my repertoire a bit more. Um, the main reason I, when I've been sending stuff to different promotions, and, and I'll include ring announcing on the list of things that I would be willing to do for for a company, mainly because I know, especially here in Texas, that everybody has commentators or needs commentators because they don't always produce a show in that way. But everyone needs ring announcers, so. Um, you know, so I've been including that more on stuff, and I not and not only did I get to ring announce on Friday, but I also get to do like an in ring interview thing. So I've, I've, I'm getting to kind of do some more stuff now, uh, which is which is nice, and and, and kind of expand my resume, um, which I'm really enjoying. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll get to do more uh, uh, soon. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I gotta say, although you have never had the experience of people throwing stuff at you, though. No, well, they, they did throw streamers. They did throw streamers. Okay, all right. Because I had like like full pop bottles getting thrown at me while I was on stage. Oh, fun! 
<laughs> yeah, they were not happy with us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, also, also, I've had several times where the, an ambulance had to show up during a show that I was performing. So, mm. not related to my show. I will but. say, I was. Uh, I, I think it's safe for me to say this. Uh, I was originally going to call, supposed to uh, bring it out to everything except for the main event because the person who mainly the reason I did this, I got this position was because the person who normally ring announces. Uh, was going to be in a street fight right before intermission with another wrestler. Um, and uh, they were going to come back for the main event and call the main event. Uh, unfortunately, that person had to go to the hospital uh, to get 12 staples in the back of his head. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so- uh, yeah, it was a pretty intense street fight. Uh, he made it back to, to to announce the end of the match. I got to call the beginning of the main event. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So what, he was a wrestler? No, well, he's 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 one of the co-owners, and he's also a ring announcer. But he was wrestling this match with a wrestler. Uh, it was kind of a power struggle sort of thing. Like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, bleeding from the back of the head. Had to get, go to the hospital uh, after the show, get twelve staples, in, or during the show, get twelve staples in his head. Came back and 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 sent everyone home basically <laughs> at the end. So that was that was fun. And I have to say, so so this is a poster that I had come across, and I didn't realize this was something that you were a part of in advance. But like the poster was up, and it mentioned the names. Like it, it, it felt like like these guys like seem to spare no expense for the names they're bringing in. Uh, mm. I mean, even the night before, they had Cody Rose and Chris Hero, right? Uh, yeah, I was there also for the night before selling merchandise for some people, and then yeah, that was a really fun match. Wow, wow! Like these guys are really like we're going to put names in here all over the place. Um, like people significant, even you know, oh Keith Lee, I guess he's a he's a Ring of Honor guy. I was thinking like, oh, he's a regional mm-hmm. guy, but like no, or Sanjay Dutt, Mary Dobson, DJ Z, you know, not Will Ospreay. Um, <laughs> it's actually for Junior. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, that that's pretty incredible and interesting uh, uh, look to 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 you know uh, how some people promote, you know. I think that's yeah, always interesting it, to see like what that strategy is, you know, that versus I know kind of the mix of guys you guys have, you know, kind of the mix of what RWB and IWC does and, and what that kind of brings in and, and seeing, seeing the crowd, uh, I guess numbers why kind of react to that, you know? Right. Uh, so, so, I mean, and I imagine this had to bring a, a, a lot of people out uh, for a show like this. No, definitely. Yeah. And, and it was a, that, that just added to the whole pleasure of getting to work for them in this role. Cause like getting to ring announce for Zack Sabre Jr. is a really cool thing that I get to put on my, you know, bucket list. Um, yeah, it was, it was really cool and it was full of really, really great people. And, and I really want to get, again, give credit to uh, Lamont and uh, Keith, who are the co-owners of uh, VIP. Uh, they were great to me. Um, and, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully uh, there may be something, uh, down the line, I'm not. There's nothing confirmed right now, but hopefully. Cool. Hopefully. Yeah. See you on NXT. Okay. Uh, well, anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you never know, man. I mean, uh, I, I, I could not be. I would not be one bit surprised if I see you uh, doing a, an off show on Ring of Honor or something. Uh, the way uh, you're you're getting out there, the way you are. Uh, so knows? you know, you never know. You never know. So uh, we just need to get some of these guys to, get, to pay to get you up in Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like hey if you need a ring announcer i got a guy you can ride up with ray Rowe, uh <laughs> who comes up here anyway so you know it could work out we could work out all right uh but anyways uh so so great stuff happening there it's good to hear and of course uh you've heard what we've had going on here um let me talk so i i've had have we talked a bit since i've kind of um had my new uh, self-appointed role 
<laughs> We've talked about how I've changed things that we're doing post-editing. So I found myself in this weird box now where I'm not doing anything during wrestling shows. Okay. <laughs> like I've worked myself out of out of a position during shows. Uh, like because I don't want to. I'm not going to step in and take the guys. You know, the guys are working and and you know I don't want to take their spots. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and the guys do a great job. Chachi and Rob are doing an amazing job. Rob's been doing an amazing job now editing for us uh, some of the trailers that you've been seeing. Uh, so so I get to. Like I've worked myself in this position where I get to sit back and enjoy the shows again, and I get to enjoy the show again when I edit it. Uh, in, in these cases, right? Yeah. Um, and we're we're and we're looking at some stuff. We're actually going to experiment with some new new ways for us to do production um, to hopefully improve it even more and and and, and streamline the process actually, uh, so so we can turn these around a little bit quicker even than we are now with the editing process. Um, not necessarily live switching, but that that is something that's on the table in, in the future as well. But uh, you know, uh, it, it has been kind of cool, especially you know something like I, I guess I technically ran the DVD table with the uh, Renegade Wrestling Alliance um, because we had a couple people busy on stuff. Uh, so so, but it was nice to um, um, kind of spectate on something like that, enjoy an RWA show, you know, which I don't think I've ever sat back and watched other than these last couple of shows back with them. Um, but it's cool to be, you know, uh, be part of it there and, and, and kind of see it from a different angle and notice things that, that I wouldn't notice just sitting down and editing just the footage. Right. I know there's, there's some other stuff I get to look for, um, that I get to see from a different angle. Uh, so it's been kind of nice to be in that spot. And of course this week, we've talked about this year has been really me getting back to basics on my wrestling fandom. Right. I mean, we started with me going to other promotion shows in the area like on purpose to say hey i gotta get out there and see what everybody's doing you know in ring yeah seeing how other people are doing production like everything for the most part right. uh so that's been a big big part of that and um geez the list this year of what we've got to hit up has been pretty tremendous um not to mention <laughs> not, not to mention finding rando shows on my on my travels <laughs> during business travels and finding a strange uh uh ultraviolent show in northern la uh, with 16 people <laughs> in the crowd. So um, I was actually talking to the guy from VOW. I was like, ask me about that show sometime when we're in person again. Because <laughs> they, they just did their Lords of Anarchy show. And he's, he's, he's showing me some preview stuff. And I'm just like, man, speaking of ultraviolet, I got to tell you about this promotion I found. Um, but anyway, of course, we talked about that here a few months ago. I think back in uh, May when that, that happened. So, And I'm going to be doing that again. Dude, I'm going to some podunk towns. In 2017, <laughs> I have about five. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes that's the best wrestling. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I was so sad. I was like, just, just barely missed some shows. They're just out of range when I was up in Rochester um, uh, for some promotions. Which it looked like they're promotions that regularly have guys we love, like RJ City, Dalton Castle. You know, a, a bunch of names that are usually up in that Western New York area. But mm -hmm. this was the off week. <laughs> where you're like i don't know who the hell these guys are but i could i definitely want to check it. like i was almost to the point where i'm like man i want to miss half the show but i'm kind of okay with that you know i just want to see something uh so right. you never know you never know what you're going to run into in the middle of nebraska next year uh so so as we get closer to those i'm gonna i'm gonna i don't know i think i want to post my dates and, and say hey do you know any indie wrestling in these areas around these times and we'll see what will happen so there you go. Well, it's been fun, Eamon, talking indie wrestling with you. Trying so hard to make this a regular basis again. 
Uh, thank you, everybody, for hanging with us um, on, on these, these shows and our little weird schedule here over the summer. So we're readjusting. Eamon's joining us on some kind of tinfoil internet. Enough that I'm here one way or the other. One way or another. So, uh, but we'll get things going. We got Indie Mayhem Show rocking it right now. Uh, thank you so much for you guys joining us. Eamon, where are the places people can check you and in in places that you can hear your voice? Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at uh, Eamon2Please and also check out Inspire Pro Wrestling uh, over at InspireProWrestling.com and on Twitter at InspireProRes. Our next event is next Sunday, uh, September 25th, our Fade to Black 2 event. Uh, that's going to be really fun. And then right around the corner of the month after is Battle Wars, uh, our big show featuring the stars of Chicago Pro Wrestling. That event is always uh, one of our most anticipated events of the year, so you do not want to miss that. Definitely, definitely. It makes me jealous to be not in Texas, man. Uh, shows coming up in the Pittsburgh area, of course. Uh, this weekend, IWC is doing a show all the way out in Rural Valley, so it's a little bit out of Pittsburgh, but if you're in the northeast uh, of the city, it's definitely worthwhile. They packed that place. It was their first show in Rural Valley uh, probably back in February, and I can't believe they packed that place as much as they did for, for a first-time show like that. Uh, and this is going to be fun. Fans bring the weapon match, weapons match. Uh, Marshall Gambino, Bronco McBride against Keith Pott and Remy LaVey. Some friends of the show all involved there. Man, we got to get Bronco on. He's, he's, he's overdue for not getting on, so we'll, we'll see what we can do with that. Also, we have a pod crawl. Not Wrestling Mayhem show, but uh, a couple of us will be there in attendance. The Awesome Cast is actually going to be involved in a pod crawl in Millvale, PA. Go to riversedgepgh.com or look up the Rivers Edge radio network on facebook for information about that we're at 945 at one of the places uh along there some friends of ours like you jag off um drinking partners who joined us on the podcast panel at podcast pittsburgh uh and a, and a few more great pittsburgh podcasts as a part of that we if you're in a uh, pittsburgh area all these are pittsburgh area dates here uh we're doing a sorgatron media coffee if you want to meet a mayhemer at work hard pittsburgh on october 1st Sorgatron Media uh, Facebook page for that event. I think we also have that co-hosted with Wrestling Mayhem Show. And also, the Friday before WWE's No Mercy is the big N64 WWF No Mercy tournament. We've got to warm up with uh, with uh, uh, the ants out in uh, my, myself taking on the Estonian Thunderfrog, of course, in Chikara, <laughs> the fanclave last week. But we're going to have a big tournament. We have a $100 gift certificate. And two tickets to the Rob Van Dam Comedy Show at the Improv Pittsburgh for the first place uh, winner. Second place gets $50 in uh, US. Check it out. Our friends looking for group LFGPGH.com for them. It's on their calendar. It's on our calendar on the Facebook page. We hope to see you there. $10 entry fee. And if you become a Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show before the end of September, you actually have the opportunity to get half off that $10 entry fee when you check in. Uh, so thank you so much. Aiming to please at Sorgatron. Support your local or national what? indie wrestling. Show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.